Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the series? Woo! We're back! <laughs> I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And uh, this is season, we're doing season two of mm-hmm. Bridgerton. Um, about a little over a month ago, I think we, we premiered our first episode of season It would have been one. seven weeks ago. Yeah, so I guess almost two months yeah. ago. Um, but basically, like we do with all of our other series, our movie serials, we'll do our first episode here on our main feed, and then the rest of the season we'll have on our Patreon, mm-hmm. um, which I'm excited because we have a brand new Patreon no subscriber. No way! Yes. That's exciting. So if you'll remember a few weeks ago, I shared an email that a... Um, a listener sent to us yeah uh, that same listener decided to sign up for our nice. patreon so alicia i apologize again if i'm mispronouncing your name welcome to patreon exciting um, excited to have you we'll be sending you your uh your complimentary sticker, sticker soon um but uh if you want to sign up if you are like you want to be cool like Alicia, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls to sign up or hit the link in our bio on mm-hmm. Instagram at the booby girls. Um, and like we said, you get access to all of that bonus content, including the rest of these booby serial episodes for season two of Bridgerton. Or you should say cool like my mom. Or cool she like is our number one Patreon fan. <laughs> she is. She is. I don't know. I mean, our friend Bahar is giving That's her a run true. for That's true. That's true. She likes literally all of our episodes on Patreon. <laughs> what a gem. What a gem of a human. Honestly. <laughs> um, but this week we are, like I said, doing uh, Bridgerton season two, episode one, titled Capital R Rake. <laughs> so and it is obviously a Netflix original. Um, this series came out or season two came out beginning of this year, I think, mm-hmm. to uh uh, 2022 which yeah. is when I actually started getting into it and I was like well I got nothing else to watch so that's <laughs> when I jumped into it um it's obviously TVMA which is almost like this one isn't as it's racy not as bad, it's no. not as racy at least not yet um this one is categorized as a drama romance history which okay loose history <laughs> um it was produced same same producer as season one um chris van dusen or dusen uh i also saw that he has an upcoming project oh. another tv series they both die in the end yes <laughs> so, which yes! i knew which i figured you would be excited oh my about God, that makes me so excited. yeah so i don't know when it's coming out do you know or where whatever. It's no out? nothing oh, just that definitely doing it's that. like the newest project he's working on right now get ready to cry your eyes out because <laughs> they both die in the end well yeah but like it's so beautiful i love the concept of like you mm-hmm. give the ending away but everything that yeah. happens bef- like throughout the book is just beautiful and then i think the prequel to that book is coming out later this year huh too. i'm assuming it might be like a hulu or amazon prime because they seem to be doing more of the limited series Mm -hmm. where it's like the one-offs um whereas netflix tries to do i think multiple series of things so good point who knows (laughs) uh so the book was originally published in 2000 um it came out the same year that the first book did um the duke and i the book for this season is actually called the viscount who loved me Mm -hmm. um as uh we said you know, in our previous episodes, it is written by obviously the same author, Julia Quinn. Um, it has a four out of five on Goodreads and it's 480 pages. So it's a little bit longer than the first book. Um, and this book is uh, revolving around the firstborn Bridgerton, Mr. Antony. Antony. Um, and it's categorized, you know, as a romance. But as we'll kind of talk through, it is a um, enemies to lovers uh, <laughs> yes. romance, if you will. Whereas I feel like the 
first one was more of like a fake dating romance because mm-hmm. they had that whole plot mm-hmm. to like you know pretend they were courting each other but this one is definitely an enemy to lovers <laughs> yeah right from the get-go um the synopsis, I mean, doesn't change much from, you know, season one to season two, but synopsis on uh, Netflix is the eight close-knit siblings of the Bridgerton family look for love and happiness in London high society. Yeah. And I actually thought the end of season or of the first book and season one led very well into this one. It makes way more sense that they, even though Daphne isn't the firstborn, mm-hmm. it made way more sense that they started with her because the women tend to marry a lot younger than the men in this. And then, you know, everything that Antony went through kind of in the first series, at least led him to like kind of shun love a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of got him to where he is at the beginning of this series. Definitely in the show. Yeah. I feel like more Mm -hmm. so than in the book, but either way, I think uh, it's, you're, you're, you're totally right. It's set it up for, to Mm -hmm. be a good uh, sequel. Yeah. Uh, A couple of fun facts. Uh, The, the second book, like I said, the Viscount who loved me is a New York times bestseller. It's a USA today bestseller publishers, weekly mass market bestseller, New York times extended bestseller list in 2001. It run the Rita award nomination in long historical, category which i guess it is technically a historical I book guess. too i don't know what constitutes <laughs> you having like it ha- doesn't like real things have to happen for something to be historical? i mean you think like uh, who knows fiction if it's fiction yeah way. i don't know um and then in march of this year um people magazine actually rank- ranked this book a perennial fan favorite as the best book of the bridgerton series for its enemies to lovers trope mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see which one we end up picking as our favorite it'll yeah. take us a while because yeah. technically uh the series is only what approved to go through, through season four, three season, uh, season four, four seasons so far but yeah. have you bought all the books yet no i only have one through four me too i almost feel like because they're they were at costco the first mm. set and i didn't buy the second set now i feel like i probably should it'll come back i the, mean i hope ne- next season when they premiere season three that's true they're gonna you know discount. That's true. i have the problem of i bought that my special edition from once upon a book club so i have to buy the rest from them you do <laughs> so which is not a bad thing no. to have to do but no. um and like we said uh, as a reminder you know this is book two of eight total yes. books one for each of the bridgerton siblings yep. um, uh, so a couple of fun facts about this series. Um, not fun at all, I should say. This first fact is not fun at all. I don't know if you noticed at the end of episode one, there was an in memory of somebody. Oh, I didn't catch that. And his name uh, was Mark Pilcher. He was a costume designer on the on the series. And he actually died in October of 2021 of COVID oh, at the wow. age of 53. And it was like right after he won an Emmy for his work on oh Bridgerton. Goodness. So very sad that mm. that happened to him. So, and obviously he had a great team, I think with him because the costumes are yeah. phenomenal and they were able to, I'm sure I don't know. Actually, I would assume they probably would have had filmed the whole thing by then. So, but yeah, so very sad. sad. I know. Um, on a lighter note, um, if you remember from season one, uh, the music, mm-hmm. they take a lot of the, you know, current songs and turn them into classicals. We will see that again throughout this season, including songs from Nirvana, Madonna, Calvin Harris, Alanis Morissette, Pink, Harry Styles, Rihanna, and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I, I make an effort or like I make a point to, cause I have the captions on for this show mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll put it right. They'll be like the classical version of such. Yeah. So I make a point to like, 
keep my eyes on it. Yeah. Some of them you can tell what it is. Mm-hmm. And other ones you have to kind of listen a little bit closer. To yeah. Like, like, what, what sound <laughs> is that? Yeah. I think I've already heard the Madonna one. I think they mm-hmm. played Like a Prayer, maybe? Uh, I think or like it, a mater- Material Girl. Material Girl. Yes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little Easter egg in the first episode. Um, Anthony is conducting interviews with potential mm-hmm. um, women to marry. And one of the names in his book is Julia, followed by slash a romantic. And that's a nod to the author of the book of ah. Julia who writes these romance Cute. novels. I thought uh, you were going to say Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. <laughs> Dirty Gertie as we in another book we had just yes, read. Dirty Gertie. Um, so this season of Bridgerton was a smash hit on Netflix. Like that doesn't crazy more than even the first season. So as of June 11th, I have to preface it as of June 11th because these numbers or this ranking does June not or July 11th, June okay. 11th, as of June 11th, because actually today is July 11th. That's as we're recording this as of a month ago, uh, which does not include the most recent season of stranger things. Okay. Um, so this is the list, uh, the top four streaming by how many hours mm. these series have yes. been streamed. Um, stranger things season three, um, is number four. Uh, Bridgerton came in or Bridgerton season two came in at number three with 656 million hours streamed as of June 11th. And it's only been out for a few months. Yeah. So, and it's only behind money heist, the last season of money Mm -hmm. heist, um, only at this time by like a hundred million hours, which isn't, is a lot, but not but crazy. Not, but a not lot. Really. <laughs> um, and then still number one as of June 11th um, was Squid Game season one with 1.6 billion hours. Still haven't seen yeah. Squid Game. So <laughs> there's a season two coming out. So. I heard. I heard. Um, so and then, you know, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, Netflix has announced that they are renewing the Bridgerton series for season three and four. Um, however, I think we mentioned it in our last Bridgerton episodes. Mm-hmm. Um the series, the book series, book three is supposed to be about Benedict. Um, but we have heard, yes, which, but we have heard rumors that season three is now going to be about Colin, who is the third boy and Penelope. Well, and it's not even rumored. Like we haven't heard, like they posted Mm -hmm. something with both of their image or both of their picture on, um, Instagram. So it's like a done deal. Yeah. It's going to be about Colin, which I think, and we'll see as the season goes on. But even in season one, they really focus on Colin and Penelope. Penelope mm-hmm. specifically, obviously, for yeah. other reasons, which we'll get into. Um, but especially in the books, I think even book one and book two, now mm-hmm. that I'm starting it, there's really not a lot of talk about Benedict. Like, no. And I don't know if, like, I mean, if technically he's book three... Yeah, I would expect to see a lot more about him. Yeah, as of right now, I'm half so about halfway see. through the book um, right now, and there's not much yeah. about him. But I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or just off air here. But I think they really miscasted Benedict, mm. and people don't have not been drawn to him. Yeah. I think he looks older than all of the kids. He's not like super charming. He's kind of like an like kind of a dummy at some points where I'm like, what is it like? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I've, I've been noticing that this season as I'm watching the fact that he looks a lot older, even more, yeah. more so than Anthony. And I'm like, yeah, I, just I know. Well, weird. and everyone loves Penelope. Mm. Everyone loves Colin. Yeah. And we all know that they're ending up together. If you didn't read the freaking second prologue of the first book, epilogue, epilogue yeah. um, we find out, you know, so 
I'm excited to actually see their story. I think it'll be interesting to see it on on film, though. I, I agree. Theirs will be like an unrequited love story, because at least for now, mm-hmm. it's definitely unrequited. <laughs> he definitely friend-zoned her. Yeah. Um, all right, so... <clears throat> We know most of the main players in this mm-hmm. series. Um, one person who is absent in this series, which is very sad because he's in the book a little bit. Excuse me. When did we become Simon haters? Well, I'm not a Simon hater, but after book, like now starting th- this n- new season, I-, I think I'm okay. I'm okay not having him in. It. I don't know. I just felt like if you're in the book, you should be in this in yeah. the series. But anyway, Simon is not. He is in the book, um, but he is not in this series. He is mentioned a little bit, yeah. um, but he is not in it because the actor basically decided he no longer wanted to be part of the show. Bigger and better things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we don't know what those bigger and better things no. are yet. But you know, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so this whole series. Um, revolves around like we said Anthony but also um a new family that we have not met yet um which in the book they're the Sheffields mm-hmm. um in the series they're the Sharmas yes. um well I think they're the Sheffield Sharmas because technically yes the dad is still the dad <laughs> yeah um one of the main reasons being is that in the um in the series they are portrayed by Indian women. Um, So it makes more sense to have their name, Mm -hmm. you know, um, reflect that. Uh, But we'll start with Kate Sharma, who is the older sister of the two girls that we get introduced, introduced to um, played by Simone Ashley. Um, She was actually born Simone Ashwini Palale. Um, But uh, Simone Ashley is her acting name. Um, She is, she was born in Britain. So she is full British, Mm -hmm. um, but she is of Indian descent. descent, So which, and she is gorgeous. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. Um, She was in uh, sex education, which I love Mm -hmm. again, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, And then detective Pikachu, which is, if you (laughs) haven't seen it, watch it. I love it. (laughs) Um, this series, I mean, obviously her and, and the actor that play Anthony have a great rapport. Mm-hmm. I think they have a really great relationship and it seems like they had that offset too. Oh, nice. Um, and I guess he routinely sent her small gifts while they were filming. And it started, um, when she like discovered like flowers in her trailer. Ooh. And then like, at one point she decided that she wanted to reciprocate. So mm-hmm. she would like leave him like his favorite snacks around really and all that stuff. And I guess at the end of filming, um, Jonathan Bailey, who plays Anthony gave her a gold bracelet with a little b on it as like a memento of their time together together? i don't know they should be though totally be together (laughs) yeah totally um but just like um her uh character kate um has a dog Mm -hmm. named uh newton Newton, who is uh, a little corgi adorable i guess um his real name is austin and she had a very very good relationship with austin um on the other side anthony has a very bad relationship with newton and i guess jonathan bailey and the dog did not get along either (laughs) so i I am suspect of people who don't get along with dogs yeah why Why? yeah i guess he he told entertainment weekly that um him and and Austin just didn't really click. <laughs> he does get along with the dog a little bit better in the book, I feel like. Yeah. Than the, more so, so far. Than in yeah. The series. Yeah. 
but it's funny i mean there are some dogs that just don't like males i've True. seen that before too so i don't well, know newton is a gem yes i love him <laughs> uh but i i think simone is doing a fabulous job and i think their angst between each other is great and it's believable and unlike with simon and daphne it took me a while to believe their chemistry these two right off the bat i'm like yes that's why i'm like already on on board with this yeah season i know <laughs> I'm already in it full force. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kate's sister um, in this in the story is Edwina. Um, no, thank you on that name. <laughs> like, I'm sure it was a popular name by then. Edwina. It just might or because uh, boyfriend Ray's dad's name is Edwin. I was like, yes. this is the this is, Girl I guess, version, yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Um, is played by uh, Char- Char- C-H-A-R-I-T-H-R-A. Charitha? Charitha? Charitha, maybe. maybe. Uh, Chan Chandran. I'm butchering it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, she's actually she's based in London, but she's actually Scottish. She was born in oh. Scotland, um, but she is also uh, Indian as mm-hmm. well. Um, it was funny. They they came out an interview afterwards because Netflix obviously figured that this was going to be a huge hit. Yeah. So she actually uh, auditioned for this particular role before season one even aired. Wow. So they had had that ball rolling for a really long time, which makes me interesting because she was, I think she looks very young and she's supposed to look very young. She is. Um, I could only imagine if she was auditioning for this before season <laughs> one, she'd probably look like a 12 year old. True. True. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's okay. Oh, I don't love her. See, as much as like Kate is beautiful, I think Edwina is even more beautiful. Well, I don't think she's not. I don't think she's not beautiful. That has nothing to do with her looks. No, I know. I just, and maybe it's just, it's just, she just plays too young for me and it weirds me out. But that's what it's supposed to be. She's supposed I know. to be like, what, 17 in the book? Yeah, but I guess, like, when you're comparing her to these other girls, like, other than Penelope, the other girls just seem a lot older than her. And I don't know why. I guess. I don't know why. I don't know. I like her. I think she's right for the role because Edwina's character is definitely supposed to be a little bit more subdued and, like, quiet. She's bookish. She's very much, like, you know, different than Kate, whereas Kate is just kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. in your face, says it like she means it, all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So... I think she's doing a good job so far. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. I'd like, like to see her I in real life. Her and I'm like, you're, you're and, may, and, and maybe it's just like the costumes too. Like maybe if she was like in normal clothing, yeah. I would think she lo- would maybe look a little True. older because all well, these, they put her in like colors that are very like childish, like mm-hmm. the light blues and, and like the, the bows. And, the, yeah. So I think that's, Design. And maybe it's just when I see her next to Anthony, Anthony, I'm like, oh, that's weird. He's way too but old again, for you. That's how it was I know. Back then. It's I know. Wild. It's just weird, and I don't <laughs> don't love it. Um, there was something else I'm gonna say, but yeah, like we said, so she is like supposed to be this little blonde, blonde, blue eyed girl in mm-hmm. the series, but obviously they changed that, which we always appreciate. Yeah. Um, a little nod to the um culture difference um between the book and the movie uh they did they have incorporated a little bit of um not language but different things that have to do with the indian culture so you'll notice throughout the series um kate calls edwina bon mm-hmm. which actually means sister in Bengali, yeah. and then uh edwina calls kate didi which means elder sister mm. so they also call their dad appa which yeah. is dad and in, in- 
Hindu? Or yeah. What is it? In Bengali or something? It says Bengali. Bengali, yeah. So, yeah. So I think that that's kind of cool that they, that they do that. My favorite thing is that um, throughout the series so far, Kate keeps mentioning how English tea is actually... Um, uh, inferior yeah. to Indian tea, and I <laughs> yeah. just like crack up because, like, as a Persian, we have mm-hmm. Persian tea, and I think our tea is yeah. superior to all other yeah. teas. So One I thing I think that these girls are doing a very good job at um, is, like I said, you know, Simone is from England, mm-hmm. uh, the other girl is Scottish, and, and in London, they do both a very good job of like having a little bit of an Indian accent. But you still, like, think, British, like, and I'm sure their families, maybe. Say, you gotta think their parents um, probably have thick accents. Yeah, but I just think it's very, I think it's very, it's, like, beautiful the way they talk. And, you know, it's, like, yeah. it's, like, a mixture of the two accents, and I think it's really cool. Um, and then just lastly, their mom, uh, Lady Mary, is played by Shelley Kahn. Uh, she was in the show Good Omens, which I've seen, like, posters of, but mm. not have actually watched it. Um, and then, interesting enough, so... The Boys on Amazon Prime is a huge hit right now. Like, I know I'm super behind. It's it's wild. It's like one of the wildest shows I've ever watched <laughs> in my life, and I love it. Um, but I saw that on her upcoming uh, projects, it just says "Untitled The Boys Spinoff," and oh. I was like, "What is that?" And I guess there is. They just announced yesterday which is crazy that we're doing this now is that they are doing a spinoff of the boys. And all it said is like the synopsis is the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual and moral boundaries to the test competing to for the best contracts in the best cities. So I'm wondering if it's like, I I'm thinking that, so you know how like, right now the boys is all about like the seven and it's like yeah. the big national super yeah. soups or whatever. You know how starlight was like working like the little s- circuits before she became on the seven. Okay. I'm guessing that it's like younger kids who are trying to like get into like the big leagues or whatever. So that. it'll be interesting, but <laughs> who knows? But yeah, I think she, I mean, she doesn't really have much of a talking part <laughs> in this, in this, um, in the series, I think what they did, obviously, in the first season, um, Lady Danbury has a lot bigger role mm-hmm. in in the first season. And just like that in the second season, because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even know if we've, in the book, we, I don't, haven't, seen her we haven't seen her at all in the book, yeah. but in the series, um, she's, like, hosting them. So she has almost taken on more of a role than this yeah. mom has. I honestly think it's because it's a credit to the actress who plays Lady yeah, Danbury. she's Because great. she's just so good. And honestly, I, feel like, I almost feel like she could have been the queen. <laughs> honestly. But then I feel like I wouldn't have liked her. I actually like yeah, her as Lady true. Danbury. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a, a testament to her and her acting ability that they've yeah. given her such big... Oh, such a big right. part in this series right but yeah that's really the only like new people that we've met since pretty much for the most part well we do meet what's his face <laughs> the new lord featherington oh yeah we'll whatever about, but. <laughs> all right so let's jump in to episode one it is very long <laughs> It's almost the same length as like a Netflix movie. Um, it's an hour and 10 minutes long. Um, and it does not open the same way that the book opens. Uh, just similar to the, to season one, um, both both books start with a flashback. Yes. So in season one, it was a, or book one, it was a flashback of Simon. Um, this, the book opens with a flashback of their dad dying, mm-hmm. which I don't want to talk about right now okay. because it does happen in a later episode. So we can talk about 
the differences and what they and change. That's exactly how it happened in season one. We got a flashback yeah. episode, sort of, of, of Simon that basically revert, you know, related back to the prologue. And this one essentially is is the prologue's from Anthony's viewpoint, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's about their father dying. So this season actually opens with the mention of uh, Daphne's coming home, and then we do see her come home, and there all the all the brothers and sisters are like huddled around Eloise's room um, because she's getting ready for her coming out moment, um, which is what Daphne had to go through in season one, where basically she's being presented to the queen and being out in society. Um, This does not happen in the book. Um, We don't really, there's not much of Eloise in this book so far, at least Um, there is obviously a book about Eloise and her, I sorry, I should say, the back half of this season, we get a little bit more of Eloise and like her journey towards maybe finding somebody. Okay. But like right now at the beginning, like but she's I not mean, in she's it at all. Prominent in the series, right? She's not really prominent in the book, right? Um, but we also find out that at this point, uh, Lady Whistledown has not been writing at all. So last season, it ended us ended with us finding out that Penelope is Lady Whistledown and then yeah (laughs) and then um and then it was the end of the season so end of the season is I guess everyone just hibernates I I think they do I need a Bridgerton like off season like what do they do (laughs) they don't they hibernate I really do think because everything about it is in London so it's cold so they're not like doing you know I need a Bridgerton Christmas special that would be cool. that'd be really that'd be really pretty <laughs> anyway so yeah so she hasn't written at all since last season so which i believe it's the queen at this point makes the comment of like this means that this lady whistledown is one of us it's mm-hmm. someone of society and that's why she has nothing to write about because nothing's she's been nothing's been happening right. um <laughs> and then again we do see that anthony is ready to get married and he has a list of requirements like as do i as do a lot of people um but yeah like i said earlier season one ended with him saying all right i'm ready to get married and like but not for love but not which is very important well and if you'll remember at the end of season one he basically got his heart broken by the mistress um sienna Sienna. which we don't get in the book um, right but it is very much apparent that he's still Mm -hmm. you know he's still around (laughs) yeah but yeah now he's he's committed to getting married yeah so we now see that the girls are starting to get presented just like they did in season one and eloise is like hyperventilating and like doesn't want to do this which i thought it was funny because a couple times in these first couple episodes she does interact with the queen and she's very like like overly nervous and all this stuff but if you remember in season one like she talked to the queen quite a bit because she was trying to figure out who Whistledown was. Yeah, but I think this is different, right? Because she actually has to like present herself. I guess. And, like, she I, One, she's trying to make her mom happy. Two, she's trying to not to make a fool of herself. That's true. You know what I mean? That's it, true. It, the, the pressure is definitely higher now. <laughs> um, but right before, so as she's getting ready to just about to walk down to the queen to be presented, um, someone rushes in with the latest Whistledown, um, ver- or not version, wasn't Papers? Papers. But what's that? Like, what's like the, like, what's the word for that? The new what's latest like edition, edition, I guess. I guess, yeah. I feel like there's another word for that. Like, it's not latest episode. It must no, be latest, latest edition. edition. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so then the queen's like, all right, we're done. It's over. I got to go. So then she like shuts it down, which Eloise, Eloise is very happy about. Well, it's like right before she's about to walk out too. So she, I, I feel like part of her kind of wanted it to happen, but also it's like, 
just fine with the fact that <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, gotta go. I have a feeling she would have probably just fallen. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, we do see now, uh, we see Penelope at the printers. And she's acting as she is you know, working for Lady Whistledown. That's mm-hmm. how she gets these, you know, gets these papers printed because she's not, like, outing herself. She's saying that my mistress, you know, wants this, this, and she, like, acts Scottish yeah. <laughs> and everything. Well, she goes to a part of town that, like, most women in high society mm-hmm. do not frequent. Right. So people wouldn't necessarily recognize her anyway. Right. And then we see that she's, like, raking in the money, though. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we see in this latest edition of Lady Whistledown that um, she's actually ta- kind of almost taunting the queen about how she hasn't named a diamond of the season, mm-hmm. how she did with Daphne last season. Um, also, just a reminder, the queen is non-existent in the book. Um, and this whole diamond nonsense does not I mean, it's happen mentioned, in- but it's not even, like, a thing. No. Um, we now see Anthony asking his mom, um, for her ring and she's like, I mean, yeah, you can have it like when you're in love and he's just like, no, like just, I just, just Just now, just give it to me now. But she doesn't give it to him, which is good on her. Um, Aubrey Hall, which we'll find out where, what Aubrey Hall is later. Um, but yeah, now we get this like montage of, of Anthony interviewing all the women. Um, and then in between, uh, interviewing these women, he's sleeping with prostitutes. So, you know, balance in life, you know, keeping it classy. Yeah. Um, so, but one morning we now see this woman like in like a giant, like cape hooded thing, Mm -hmm. uh, riding a horse very swiftly through, through the, um, field somewhere. And he sees her and she's going so fast that he thinks that she's in trouble. Like she's going to like hurt (laughs) herself. Oh no, damsel in distress. I know. Right. Typical male. Yeah. And so he like races after her um, and he finally catches up to her after she like jumps over these logs and it ends up being Kate. Um, but that's not, there's even no, the there's no like meeting of them like before, right. like she knows who he is. Well, and it's similar to season one where Daphne knew of Simon and Simon knew of Daphne. Yeah. I don't know if Anthony necessarily, I don't think he no. knew necessarily. Neither but, of them knew. But Kate in the book, very much knows who the mm. Viscount is. I mean, it's obvious. They're highest yeah. of society. Of course, you're going to know who they right. are. Um, so, yeah, she's very much aware of him and his um, extracurriculars, yes. if you will, <laughs> and already does not like him. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so we don't get led on to that at all in the series, though. Uh, but we do see that Lady Danbury is welcoming Mary and Edwina um, to her household because they are actually going to be staying with her for the season. Um, they do not stay with her. Um, in the book, yeah. um, they're like renting a house or they, something. Yeah, they mentioned so this family is not necessarily a well-off high society family like the Bridgertons are. So they actually mentioned that they've been saving money for the last five years mm-hmm. so that they can make this trip to London. So that um, the and different from the series in the book, both Edwina and Kate are coming out to society this yes. this season, as opposed to in the series where it's just Edwina and Kate has like no intention of. Yeah. Marrying. Um, but yeah, they've been saving up and get their own place. So mm-hmm. as you said earlier, Danbury's not like re- involved yeah. in all of this. Yeah. And they had to wait till Edwina, in the book, they had to wait till Edwina was um, 17. Yeah. So sh- they could just do, you yeah. know, two for one special. So, yeah. Edwina's 17 in the book. And then Kate is 21 in the book. Mm-hmm. But I think in the series, Kate is 26. 26. Yeah. She is an old maid. Six and 20 years. Six and 20. <laughs> she's an old maid. Um, and she has a corgi named Newton. I love it. <laughs> um, but. You know, she seems very much 
you know, in, in the book and in the in the series, um, she's very concerned about her sister. Yes. And I do like in the book and the series, like her relationship with her sister is really great. Um, I think in the book, like we 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 get more background on these two about how like they are half sisters mm-hmm. um and whatnot it's not like i think they mention it in the series but very briefly yeah and then you find out more because she ends up calling the mom mary and not mom um but yeah she uh what's her name kate and what kate's dad her or what's that kate's mom died and then married mary when she was like three so right. this woman has been basically her mom for her, her mom. whole life yeah but to your point she calls her mary she doesn't call her mom so we now see that um, Eloise tells Penelope that, you know, Whistledown has lost her touch <laughs> and that maybe she should actually write about more important things, not just these like high society things, because, you know, Eloise wants to stick it to the man. I love now knowing that Penelope is Whistledown mm-hmm. because it's fun to see her reactions yeah. when people talk about Whistledown mm-hmm. and like the things that, you know, she says in yeah. regards to her because... She tries not to give anything away, obviously, Mm -hmm. but she still wants to like stand up for Whistledown because it's her, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I just like it now that we know who she is. Yeah. So we also see now, if you remember at the end of season one, um, Lord Featherington was killed. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly how, but he was killed. So what happens is the women just don't get the money and get to take over the household. There is someone who inherits a male, like next of kin type thing, takes over that household along with the people who live in it, which is kind of weird if you ask me. (laughs) Um, so there, and she had gotten a letter kind of at the end of last season. Remember when you were like, Mm -hmm. I wonder who it is because they make it seem like it's going to be someone we know, but it's not, we see that they're just waiting. It's a cousin (laughs) and they're waiting for their cousin to arrive. Um, who is taking over this house. Um, the Featheringtons are mentioned in the books briefly, but the only one really mentioned is Penelope. Right. Realistically. The, the way I mean, they are. It's like a third of these series are about the Featheringtons, and and maybe it's just more for like comedic relief. I mean, I don't know. Probably. It's just kind of interesting they how they're pretty ridiculous. They are. <laughs> they I are. Think it's, it's a nice contrast between the Bridgertons, who are so put together, mm. while well, you know, on paper, right, um, versus the Featheringtons, who literally have all their you know the mess. their laundry is out <laughs> for everyone to see. Yeah. Um. And then we see, you know, Kate and Edwina, they have like a little moment with each other talking about how like Edwina's like super nervous, like as much as Kate's like, I don't buy any of this. Like, I don't care. Like she knows that this means a lot to her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's trying to like talk her off the ledge, basically. Basically. <laughs> um, that night, though, um, Lady Danbury has the first ball of the season and you know, she starts pointing out all the eligible prospects and she introduces them to the queen. Um, and this is where we find out that Mary, the mom, used to actually live in London. And I guess if you ever leave, you got to say goodbye to the queen because <laughs> well, the queen is not happy with her because she just left mm-hmm. and moved to India and hasn't been back since. Right. And there's so, more to Lady Mary's story than we get right, right. off the bat. Right. Um, we now see that Eloise and Antony and Benedict show up, which I was kind of confused why Benedict was there. Isn't he in society? He is, but he was like not really anywhere in the balls last year. And he's not like saying he wants he was a wife too busy going, you know, to other parties orgies, orgies basically. basically. 
Um, so we also see, um, if you remember from season one, um, Philippa Featherington met a boy, um, who loves her. Mr. Finch. Yes. Mr. Finch. Um, his parents actually come up to try to talk to Portia Featherington, the mom to say like, you know, our, our son's like ready to marry your, your daughter, but like, we need to secure the dowry. Cause again, if you remember, these women also come with a bank account Basically. with them. So, <laughs> which we know that they don't have yet because the cousin still owns their estate. Correct. So my favorite, not to like disregard mm-hmm. the Featheringtons, but my favorite part in this is when um, Antony and like Violet and everyone walk in and mm-hmm. Violet like makes this loud announcement that like Antony's oh, here yeah. and he like, he's <laughs> planning on getting married this season. I was like, oh my God, that is such a mom thing. To yeah. Do. <laughs> it, it reminded me of, C- of book one Violet. Yes. Where she's like very like totally. excited about getting her yeah. in high also strung. Like not as abrasive. Right. <laughs> so we know that the Viscount is like the top dog of this season. And so like everyone's kind of starting to talk about him. And then like Kate realizes who they're talking about. And as they point him out and she's like, Ooh, that's the guy that I saw in the field because that when they first initially met, they didn't even exchange names. Right. Um, but yeah, like we said before, like she already knows who Anthony is in the book. She mm-hmm. knows he's a rake and she wants nothing to do with him. She wants Edwina to have nothing to do with right. him too. Right. Um, <laughs> My favorite part of this of this episode was when Eloise wrote in fake names on her <laughs> on her dance card so she wouldn't have to dance with She's anybody. Like, sorry, I have a full dance. Yes, card. I, I totally can't. full. Sorry, <laughs> like you're a genius. Um, at this point, you know, Anthony, all the moms and daughters are all over him, so he goes outside to like get a drink with the boys. Well, Kate also leaves and kind of hides behind a bush, and she overhears him basically telling these guys like. Yeah, I want a wife, but, like, not for love. Like, I just need her to basically reproduce. That's all, you know, in a nutshell (laughs) or whatever. And so, of course, Kate gets caught, quote, unquote, eavesdropping. And she just, like, calls him out on her on his BS. Like, she's not buying it. And he's just like. like, that conversation was not for your ears. Like, oh, well, that's why you had it in public, right? Right. (laughs) Exactly. So. Right off the bat, you know these two are not going to get along, yeah. and it's so great. This situation or this encounter does happen, but in a different situation. So they're at, they're at some event that the Bridgertons are actually hosting, and um, he she overhears him talking to a singer slash mistress, mm-hmm. and she's telling him like, "Well, once you get married, like you're going to have to set your other mm-hmm. life aside." And he's like, "Well, no, not if I don't love my wife." Yeah, and that's what she overhears, and he actually like sees her i think she's hiding under his like desk yeah i actually have this coming up here um i mean i guess technically it's the same it would be yeah so basically yeah kind of what i have here so um we see like really briefly that penelope is delivering another episode or edition (laughs) of lady whistledown and then we get a scene of anthony throwing away a photo of sienna the opera Mm, singer or whatever so this is where i had put in is that you know, Sienna's not in the books. Right. Um, but, and, you know, it, there's no mention of him having a relationship with a singer, with an opera singer, until this book. Right. Um, and she, yeah, she's from France or whatever. And her name is definitely not Sienna. You no, know, yeah. And he actually goes into, like, his office or mm-hmm. something. His study. Yeah. yeah. And Kate was in there before because she was just hiding yeah. and didn't want to, like, run into him. Yeah. And so, like, she as... Hides on, yeah, she hides under yeah. his desk and then he realizes or he hears something and he ends up, like, I think stepping on her hand or something yeah. and she, like, shrieks. And then she, the the mistress, Singer, is, like, 
is something going on? He's like, no, nothing, no, no, not a problem. And she leaves. And then they have this like awkward exchange, similar to like the series where she's basically like, you're a terrible Mm -hmm. human being. Like, I want nothing to do with you. And I want my sister to have nothing to do with you. Which it was kind of interesting. I mean, it, it's not like they could have brought Sienna back for that purpose, you know, no, of that scene weird. or whatever. So no, I think it was fine that they yeah. changed that. Um, <laughs> we also now see, uh, you know, the next day, you know, after these balls, all these men call on these women where they come over and like give them flowers and whatnot. Um, and we see that Kate is scaring off all of these women from Edwina. <laughs> like she's like, yeah, you got to go. We also get a very quick um, snippet between the modiste and uh, Benedict. Because, again, I'm going to keep saying this. If you remember, <laughs> in season one, he had, like, an affair relationship. Not affair, but he had a relationship with the modiste. Yes. Um, but she's there to help, you know, dress the girls. And they have this, like, really awkward, you know, interaction. And basically, like, we're just led to believe that it's done. That was super <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Like, she's like he's like so i'll see you later she's like um i have work to do (laughs) gotta go sorry (laughs) and i guess they just needed to kind of end that because it doesn't go anywhere in this in this series uh we now see that Anthony's talking to his mom and you know she tell he tells her that he's looking for the perfect wife he wants perfection in every sort of the way in a wife such an anthony thing to i say. know so awful oh we also like haven't mentioned like how much better he looks without those oh, yeah out those sideburns to mention that yeah, like he, he does good. look a lot better well, and, like he's super clean shaven and just like mm-hmm. really just mm. which i'm hair shorter like i'm about it yeah like <laughs> after the first season i'm like eh, i don't know but second season yeah. anthony on point which, which adds to the reason of like why i'm okay that simon's no longer on the show yeah exactly <laughs> So we find out because, again, if you remember, Colin at the end of last episode, at end of last season, uh, after his drama with Marina, went to go travel the world. Yes. Which he had done in the book previously. Correct. So, so in the book, he's actually already still yeah. there. He hasn't left at any point. Yeah. So, but in the series, we've now caught up. Colin has traveled the world and now he um, is headed back. But we find out that Penelope has been writing to him this whole time. Um, and then like her mom and sister come in and like totally make fun of her. No. And basically are like, Colin Bridgerton will never love you. Like you're wasting your time. And they're just super rude. Terrible. Also in this scene, um, so Lady Featherington's trying to find different ways for them to make money because yeah. they're out of it. And she literally asks Penn, like, are these books like worth anything? Yeah. And I was like, no. listen, <laughs> if you even touch I know. Penn's books, we're going to have a Penn's problem. like, no, <laughs> like, no, they're not. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just hoping that when we get to Penelope and Colin's story, after they get together, she ditches her family. I would. I mean, I would hope so, right? Because why You'd would think, she? Because she's nice. Yeah, I don't but know. like, no. <laughs> the, the, the Bridgertons are definitely a better way to go. Um, we, you know, throughout this first episode, we kind of see that you know, Lady, uh, Lady Danbury and uh, Kate kind of have a. It's not that they have a bad relationship, but like they both think that they they know what's right for Edwina, yeah. and they're trying to kind of coach her in different ways, and like they just kind of aren't meshing well at this point lady danbury kind of calls kate out about taking the horses out in the morning when she's not supposed to be out there by herself and then she also she also tells kate that before that they got there their grandparents um which aren't technically kate's grandparents they're mary's parents or whatever um 
she sent her a letter and basically said that Edwina must marry a man of English nobility. And if she does, they will give a very, very big dowry to for her and that they will take care of Mary again because they basically denounced her yeah, when her. yeah when she went off with uh was it i don't know if it was kate's dad or one of the dads i think, I think it was kate's dad yeah because he was not a nobleman he was right kind of just it's a, a commoner yeah. um so like that's why you know so lady danbury's like you need to help along this process so these two can be taken care of and kate does understand that and she wants that but she doesn't want to like totally not let Edwina try to find love. Right. So well, they, she's ba- she's making a point not to even tell Edwina mm-hmm. about the situation because she doesn't want it to taint whatever right. relationship she does find. I feel like they like briefly mention this in the book, but it's not as big of a like big ordeal yeah. in the book um, that you know they're mm-hmm. doing this like master plan behind right. the scenes. Um, we now see that Lady Danbury. I do love that Lady Danbury and the Queen kind of have this relationship yes. where Lady Danbury's not worried to like put the queen in her place and i think it's i don't know if it's during this scene but there's a scene where the queen and danbury are walking Mm -hmm. and i was like lady danbury's got like this just like kind of swagger walk (laughs) next to the queen i was like i freaking love and i think it's just a limp but it like looks so cool she looks so cool with her cane yeah she kills it goals (laughs) (laughs) anyway so lady danbury's trying to convince the queen to name edwina the diamond because she knows you know they're not from London, so it's going to cause this, like, stir of how does this outsider come in and get, you know, yeah. named well, name the diamond. And even at the beginning of the episode, the queen made a comment about how she wants to shake things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she's, Danbury is like, well, that's the biggest shake up, right? You pick yeah. somebody that's not even from here, everyone mm-hmm. will be, like, so shocked. Right. Um, Eloise and Penelope have another little chat at this point. I don't know what they talked about at this point, but I just know that they did. They chatted about something. Um, but then it comes back to the queen and she does finally, Oh, there's a point where they think that she might actually name Eloise, Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> which if it wasn't for Edwina, she might have, you never know. Might have. She actually has an interesting encounter with the queen in this scene too, where she yeah. walks up like with the family and she like introduces herself and mm-hmm. the queen's like, Oh, I'm so sorry that like your entrance got cut short. Yeah. And she's like, she makes a comment about the diamond mm-hmm. and, and, Eloise says, well, I'm actually, I prefer emeralds. Oh, yes. And the queen's like, well, that's funny. One of my favorite necklaces is emeralds. Mm-hmm. So she actually is like, oh, my God. Like, I actually did something right <laughs> yeah. for the queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end, the queen does end up naming Edwina um, the se- the season's diamond, which, again, not in the book. Um, and she is the diamond, but it's just true, not like, not like presented deal. or whatever. Um so, but of course, right when the queen announces this, all of the men rush to try to talk to her, um, and including Antony. Uh, and he asks her to dance. And as they're dancing, you can see, you know, whatever she's saying, very practice of whatever she's yeah. saying. She's like ticking off all the boxes that he has on his list. Um, and then he realizes that Kate is her sister. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> um there's one thing what if I feel like in the book they mention that Edwina at some event had mentioned that whatever guy she go you know mm-hmm. picks has to be approved by her sister. Right. And that kind of does obviously come into play at this point, but it's not like they don't come into the season with that already like no, you know, or whatever. Well, and I don't know if it's this technical ball in the book or at a different ball, but 
um, interestingly enough, they bring Colin into the story a little bit because Colin actually goes up to Kate and asks her to dance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, technically in the book, she's looking for a husband. So yeah. she like agrees. And then at the last minute, Colin switches things and makes Antony dance with yeah. Kate, which is like one of their initial interactions mm-hmm. of like awkward banter, like that like yeah. tension that you were talking about, which we don't necessarily get in the series. I do love yeah. it. Like even in the book and the series, because we'll see that Daphne starts picking up mm-hmm. on their relationship. It's like almost like Colin knew from the beginning of the book yeah. that those two needed to be together yeah. or whatever. And it's just so funny because like you try to hide things in your family. <laughs> you know sees right through it especially um, their family they know each other exactly <laughs> um but kate tells edwina that she needs to absolutely stay away from him because he's miserable and antony's like yeah well i'm gonna marry her so i'm like antony does love a challenge i guess so um we now get a scene though of the new lord featherington arriving and while they thought he was gonna be some old ugly dude <laughs> he is not yeah, he's not old and he's not not ugly. Mm-hmm. Or he's you know, he's a fine looking guy. He's fine, yeah. So um He kinda looks like um Oh gosh. Who's the guy that plays um Oh god. It what was <laughs> in the time traveler's wife? What's that guy's name? Oh, Eric Bana. Yeah, kind of. I see it the nose. I see it in the nose. Um, But anyways, this first episode ends um, with a voiceover of Whistledown and her latest episode. Oh my god, latest edition. (laughs) God, I'm gonna mess that up. And she, while she was kind of baiting the queen before to pick a diamond, she is now calling out the queen saying that this whole diamond business is nonsense and that women can be so much more than that. And I'm like, it's so great. The the way that Whistledown has the queen like in a chokehold is just beauty because like everything the queen does, it's based off of what, how Mm -hmm. Whistledown reacts (laughs) and like what she does next. It's like a chess game where they're playing, but only, I feel like only Whistledown knows Mm -hmm. that like she's winning. Right. Um, But yeah, that's how episode one ends. All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier at the beginning of this episode, um, this episode will be on our regular feed as it, or it is on our regular feed, but um, the rest of the episodes for season two slash book two of Bridgerton will be on our Patreon and you just have to sign up by going to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls. What are we doing next week? Well, next week is actually a very special episode. It is, it is our 100th episode, Woo! which is so exciting, which is so crazy. <laughs> um, we had to keep, skip a couple weeks here and there because yep, yep. of illnesses, yep. but we've been pretty consistent, I, I would say. say. So. Um, but we didn't plan this very well <laughs> because well, we just did Bridgerton, which yeah. is like a period type piece. Um, and we are now going to be doing uh, Jane Austen's Persuasion um, because there is a new version um of the movie coming out yes on netflix yeah i will say i mean for our 100th episode we were doing a classic so i there guess we go. that works it just so happens that they're both period pieces yeah it's, good. it's fine <laughs> i mean i feel like that's really in right now yeah so. it's totally in <laughs> <laughs> should we just follow that up with atonement right after i mean <laughs> i'm kidding all of our all of our many male listeners i don't think would appreciate that oh, all right uh thanks for listening and remember don't judge a book by its series bye